Hey guys, welcome to How Not To Be A Dick When Going Out To Eat. I'm Summer. Now let's get our shift started. Come on, just stab your tickets. Coming in corner. It's so cold in here. Can you turn the heat up? Hey, can you put the game on the TV? 86 Salmon. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I want to apologize for not having an episode last week. I did have a medical emergency, so sadly I was unable to record an episode for you. But we are back now uh, with the Forkies 2. So my special guest today is uh, is Patrick. Uh, he is a close friend of mine. He's worked in the restaurant industry for 20 years. Uh, he is out of it now. He's into computers, computer stuff. I touch computers. You do the computers. Uh, he deals with a lot of assholes in the computer industry, too. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, here in a couple seasons, we're probably going to do a how not to be a dick to your IT guy. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely star on that one, too. Yeah. And, you know, if I can say so myself, this man is a movie TV show expert. Like, he knows all the actors. He knows. He, he just knows all the stuff. Movies are kind of my thing. Yeah. And then after the... After TV shows got higher quality, they joined movies as my thing. Yeah, so uh, I definitely had to have him on to talk the Forkies. So we will be discussing a couple of things that we discussed in the first time, but I wanted to get his take on some of those movies and shows too. But if you did not listen to the Forkies one, you should definitely go back and listen to it. But basically it is we are reviewing movies and TV shows that are based on the restaurant industry. And we're just going to tell you, you know, if it's a fork, yeah... It means they hit it. Like, everything that they portrayed is restaurant industry quality. And a go-fork-yourself means they just fucked it. Fucked it. It... Go-fork-yourself would be Two Broke Girls, which we refuse to watch to review. Yeah, true. We're going to be getting into it. So, the first movie that we're going to review is Waitress, which you have seen the musical. Yes. And you had seen the movie before we discussed talking about the movie, right? Uh, no, I watched the movie to prepare for this. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see it as a musical, because I, I was, like, watching the movie, waiting for, like, songs to burst out, and I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> there's no songs. It's different when you're watching the movie, having seen the musical first, uh, you know where the songs fit in, and you're like, oh, they sing this one here. Yeah. And they sing that one there. And yeah. Oh, that one fits in right there. No, I see what the lyrics came from this this conversation to be in that song yeah so it's really interesting on that yeah but i I mean i thought it was an overall enjoyable movie um there were aspects of it that i thought was a fork yeah there were a couple things that i was like man go fork yourself on that yeah a few moments yeah but like it, it basically portrays this this waitress who's you know in an unhappy marriage she gets pregnant just her dealing with her life and trying to figure out like how to get out of this unhappy marriage and how to do her job and make the pies and deal and, with being pregnant yeah deal with being yeah which you know how many servers do we know that have just like randomly gotten knocked up and they're like oh what the God. fuck it happens uh, yeah it happens a lot it, it does happen unfortunately the server industry the service industry is kind of incestuous and co-workers sleeping together is a very 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 uh, common thing yeah. widespread yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know what i always had a rule one co-worker or one regular that was my rule then you have to find a new job <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. well at least that was my rule from like the 20s to like 30 something and then i was like you know what the phrase don't shit where you eat yeah definitely sure. makes sense you don't want to bring that drama in and yeah, if no. something doesn't work Work yeah. out. You still have to see that person every day. Yeah, yeah. But no, back to uh, back to this movie. So one of the things that stuck out as realistic and unrealistic was one of the servers ended up going on a blind date with a guy, and it wasn't the guy she was supposed to go out with, but it was another guy. And that guy showed up the next day with like flowers, and he was very stalkerish. And you know, she sat him in somebody else's section. He's like, "No, no, no, no! I gotta talk to her." And then he's like begging uh, Carrie Russell's character to like give her information. And you know, there's a great, great, great song in that scene. In the musical. Oh man, we gotta go see this musical. <laughs> but then later in the movie, she marries him. 
And I'm like, that's where I'm like, okay, the stalkers guy is realistic in the restaurant industry. For sure. There's always customers that come in and make you uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. 100%. They totally exist everywhere. Yeah, for sure. But I'm like, unless you have, like, piss poor self-esteem, there's no way you're marrying the stalker regular at work. I just don't see it. There's also a great song when she decides whether or not she's going to go out with this guy and what's going to happen. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> what the movie so needs is the music. Sarah Bareilles wrote this, the songs for it, and it's wonderful. Mm, that's definitely what it needs then, because I'm just like, it was like a flip of a coin, snap of a finger, like, this motherfucker was stalking you, and now you're getting married to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I should just marry him, because restraining orders are hard. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be easier. Jeez, man. Oh, the manager, like, he's rude. But he's understanding of your personal stuff. But he's rude and he's demanding. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was just weird. You usually either get a manager that is understanding of your personal stuff, or a manager that's just rude. Yeah, you don't. You, they Not don't both. usually flip flop back and forth. How'd you feel about the manager? Um, he definitely is like a lot of the management that I've had at some of my less great jobs. Yeah, management managers that. Manage through freaking out and anger and whatever instead of organizing and helping. Right, yeah. Um, And also... (laughs) Earl. He was gross. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Earl. Earl was gross. The the husband. The husband is Earl. Yeah, Jeremy Sisto is the husband and he is abusive to... uh, Carrie Russell is the lead. She's the waitress. Yeah. Uh, But uh, he is awful and gross. Yeah, he was... Terrible. Not a redeeming characteristic. No, nothing, nothing. That fucking honking of the horn. Oh my god, that made me insane every time. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was horrible. That was horrible. Jenna is Carrie Russell's character. So Jenna makes the specialty pies every day at at this diner. And I'm trying to figure out how much do they fucking pay her to do that. Because if it's two thirteen an hour, that shit ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did look good. They looked like good pies. Yeah. They were amazing and they were uh, interesting. And I loved the shot over the top of every... When she was throwing a pie mm-hmm. together, there was the shot over the top mm-hmm. of the pie facing straight down as they're putting ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. And they all just looked really lovely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Really, the movie itself isn't really about restaurants. It's just set in a restaurant. There, there are a few things that you see when you've done this for so long. There are things you see that people do in th- in in movies and TV shows that you wouldn't do normally. If yeah. you're well, if you're decent, I still see it when I go out. Uh, when uh, Carrie Russell was putting glasses down, she's grabbing them with her hand like a claw on the rim of the glass mm-hmm. where you're going to put your mouth when you drink out of it and mm-hmm. put them down on the table. That's a total server faux pas. Yeah, you see a lot of young servers that do that. Yeah. When I was was still in the restaurant industry and I was training all the time, I broke that habit fast. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. They're going to pick up that pint of beer to drink out of it and your grubby fingers have been all over it. Yeah. But it's definitely something I, I I mean, I even still see it to today. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you would think after COVID, everybody would have been, you know, broken of that habit. But no, 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 people still do COVID should have broken a lot of bad habits, but I still see them. (sighs) True. Wash your hands, everyone. Yeah, please. But I took the same things out of uh, the bad and weird coworkers or, or, or uh, customers that come in and ask for you and make everything awkward. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wait on them. You're mad when you right when you see them walk through the door. You just roll your eyes. Yeah. Like, uh, please not me. Please not me. Please not me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh, so at this new bar that I'm working at, I'm trying to figure out the regulars. Like, I mean, it's not gonna take me long to figure out who's creepy and who's cool. But there's one guy that sits right next to the service well every mug club Tuesday or Tuesday night. And I'm like, having a conversation with him the first night in the service well, making a soda or whatever. And then I'm like, I had to ask somebody. I'm like, is this dude creepy? Because <laughs> I don't want to get stuck having a conversation with him every fucking time. And they're like, right. yeah, he's creepy as fuck. And I'm like, great. Great. But that he sits, and he sits you told me right that there. as a rule of thumb a long time ago, yeah. many years ago. Yeah. You said regulars that sit right by the computer or right by the service well are yep. always creepers. Yep, because that's where they know they're going to get the most fucking attention. Yeah. 100%. 
But yeah, I mean, creepy customers. It doesn't matter where you go. There's just going to be creepy customers. There's just there's creepy people. There's rude people. There's dumb yeah. people. Yeah. In every walk of life, in every job, I see people at my job uh, that, uh, that have similar positions to me or even higher, and I see them do the dumbest things, and I just think, how did how did you get through life yeah. like that? With do you yeah. just not think at all? Yeah. yeah, I think some of them just don't. Yeah. People fail up. Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. Um, I did enjoy the camaraderie of the servers. I thought that was three girls, one hundred percent spot on. There's three girls. Uh, Carrie Russell's the lead, and then there's uh her best friend, and then there's the kind of weird insecure girl that ends mm-hmm. up getting married to the creeper guy. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought you know they're doing each other's makeup in the bathroom, and they're Talking just like and hanging out after work. Yeah. Them things and yeah. whatever like yeah. i thought that was definitely 100 percent spot on yeah for sure you definitely have that you bond with your fellow servers yeah at work it's in some places it's the only way to get through it yeah true story i think my new co-workers are getting used to me <laughs> yeah, yeah finally yeah one of them called me an angel today and i said well that might be the first time that anybody's used that five letter word to describe <laughs> me it's usually a different one um you're kind of a force of nature i would imagine yeah uh, when you're new at a place, yeah. people are all just kind of looking at you going, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. You're not the little new timid girl. No, no, not really. I try not to be. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be, well, so especially at this new place, speaking of, you know, timid, I don't know everything yet, which I fucking hate. Yeah. I fucking hate. Really I don't period. enjoy that. I don't enjoy it at all. I've been in this industry 24 years. Like, if I have to ask a question, I Fucking don't enjoy it. I'm going to ask the question. Right. So I don't ever have to fucking ask the question again. Well, you don't know every ingredient and every process used for every dish on the yeah. menu, uh, for every drink, for every everything. So you have to ask. Right, yeah. And every time you're starting over and it's a whole new thing. Yeah. You know, you of course, you know all the basics, how to treat people and how to yeah. efficiently do your stuff. So, but you know, I'm, I'm getting used to it. It's fine. I'll, I'll just keep asking questions because this, I mean, this place for sure has a lot more information that I need to know than say the breakfast place did so right but it's every place you've ever worked you master it pretty quickly yeah and then everything's fine yeah it's because so. i'm awesome <laughs> or rock star rock star yeah okay so uh anything else on the waitress no no okay guys so we're gonna move into boiling point which was uh i think it was 2022 i think so yeah so one of the interesting things about this movie, it was all shot consecutively, right? Uh, I think I detected some cuts in there, but it's there's a lot of tracking shot action going on. Yeah. But uh, I very much liked the tracking shot stuff. Yeah. It, of course, it opens with a big tracking shot. Yeah. And I'm just a sucker for that in yeah. the movie. Yeah. No. So, it's not a movie that I'm ever going to watch again. No, I didn't really like it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was realistic to restaurants yeah for a lot of reasons but i'm not i'm not ever gonna watch this movie again it's not to say that you guys won't enjoy it give it a shot because it definitely depicts the restaurant industry um it starts with a health inspector who is focused on shit that he shouldn't be fucking focused on like he knocked down their rating two points because of logging stuff and realistically, Locking like stuff in a binder. Yeah, in a binder. That they didn't do that, it the way he that wanted. That nobody well, fucking sees it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm a like, huge knockdown. And when you're a perfect five and you get knocked down to a three. Yeah. That's a big hit. But that's one of those chip on the shoulder health inspector motherfuckers. And they exist for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. They do. Battle axe health inspectors at some yeah. places that I worked. That whenever they came in, you had to be on your toes right so the little what well, was a town now it's a city because uh, they do have a mayor now that i work in so they changed it to grades and you have to have your your grade posted on the window and whatever i'm like okay honey you're you're, you're not chicago yeah that's how <laughs> but whatever. does it too and... um but yeah so our the, the new bar that i'm working at got an a like a plus Literally, they had, like, four news stations coming in doing, like, interviews and, you know, walking around. Like, great. Hey, we're doing our shit. But I literally, in my downtime from my little medical emergency, had something delivered to the house. And it was a salad. And the fucking lettuce was, like, black. Like, I sent you a picture. Because I was pissed. It looked terrible. 
It was disgusting. It was like lettuce from three days ago that had just been sitting out. Yeah. So I literally, like soupy lettuce, black lettuce. Slimy. Yeah. So in my pain, I got in my car and I drove it to the fucking restaurant to get a new fucking salad because, you know, delivery's fucking expensive. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to pay that much to not be able to eat something. And they had a fucking A in their window. I was so fucking pissed. Not if the inspector came that day and saw the lettuce they were sending out. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I will say, the manager seemed a little annoyed. Like, didn't even look at the lettuce. He just seemed annoyed. And I wanted wanted to be like, look at the fucking lettuce and then tell me that I'm the asshole. Like, and I was super polite. I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry to do this. But, you know, I I got this delivered, like... The lettuce is is bad. Yeah, and it didn't go bad in the car on the way to your house. Yeah. I'm like, Clearly. can you please, you know, just some fresh lettuce and he, but whatever. Anyways, so health inspectors are either lazy or crazy or just whatever. So I thought, I did think that was realistic in the movie for sure. And then like one of the next shots was like this asshole customer who was just a dick about the wine and the presentation and, you know... She poured him a sample because you, when you order a bottle of wine, the server's supposed to bring it to the table. They open, they well, they show you the label. They present, yeah. They present it. Then they open it. You know, a lot of the wines now are, are twist tops, which is, it's cool. It's convenient. But I miss that, like. Cork action. Cork yeah. action. Like, that was an extra step that I always enjoyed doing for my it's tables. It's a little process, a little thing that you get to yeah, do. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. It's like, oh, this is my this is my musical to you guys without me singing because you'll get up and fucking leave if I sing. <laughs> so, you know, for a little bit, and the person that orders it sips it, they smell it, swirl it, sip it, make sure it's good, and then you pour glasses. So she, you know, pours a sample, and the guy's, like, finishing his conversation and his wife is like, hey, you know, try that. And he's like, well, she can wait a minute. <laughs> the guy was an ass for sure. He was a dick. But you get that sometimes. The person at the table that thinks that they're in charge and they're the main character. Yeah. Uh, they they know more than you and they're better than you. Mm-hmm. And they just talk down to you from the beginning and it's annoying. Yeah. Those people are terrible customers. Yeah. I mean, and that a was... A very good example of how not to be a dick when you mm-hmm. go out to eat. Don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they had, like, the staff chit-chatting at the bar, the server and the bartender flirting with each other. This all happens, yeah. Yeah, that happens. Um, There was a manager, like, literally, I'm watching it. And I actually, like, rewinded to see who was right because, you know, I I have two parts of my soul where I remember being a GM. So I remember being a a manager and how things, you know, should go. But I'm also, like, a server and a bartender, you know. So I had to rewind to see how long these bottles of wine had been sitting on the bar before the manager was like, they've been up there 20 minutes. And it was like, literally, the bartender set them down and the manager like swooped up and was Mm -hmm. like yelling at the servers. That's the bad manager. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, calm the fuck down. It's been up there five seconds. Yeah. When I noticed a kind of an error, when uh, she goes to the table, I think it was that table with the wine order and everything. Uh, or it might have been cocktails, I don't remember. But uh, she goes to the table, and then she walks by two POS computers mm-hmm. and doesn't type in the order, and then walks behind the bar to the bartender and tells the bartender what she needs. Yeah. I'm sure they probably needed it for the tracking shot or to move things around mm-hmm. or whatever. But, uh, like, n- no, you go to the computer and you ring that in. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, too, where they weren't using the POS. But then there was another clip later where it was a, a gay server had a table of, like, eight women... So this and it was shot in England. Um, so it's a bunch of British people and it's like an eight top of American chicks. And he's serving them and, you know, he's like being like, oh, yeah, girl. Blah, 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 blah. And then one of them's grabbing his ass. And I'm like, of course, mm-hmm. of course, you know, let's, I, I don't know, like grope the fucking gay guy because that's what he wants. Yeah. To be groped by random Yeah, strangers. Like that's fucking stupid. But watching him walk back. And he's like, I love my job. 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 Because he clearly fucking didn't love his job then. But then he worked on the computer. I'm like, wait, they do have POSs. <laughs> he's the one that uses them. Yeah. <laughs> only I'm one. Like, oh, he's the only one that gets to use them. Also, he reminded me of some of my past coworkers. You have those coworkers that try to be 
uh, too nice to the tables and they want to mm-hmm. give them freebies and all kinds of stuff that they yeah. shouldn't be giving them. And then those people become entitled to that mm-hmm. and they expect mm-hmm. it. So when they come in, it's Lance always gives us free ice cream or yeah. blah, 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 or free dessert or he doesn't yeah. charge us for this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hate those. And that's what that guy was doing. He's like, and of course, ladies, I'll hook you up with some shots and da, 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 da. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. He's that guy that makes everybody else's job the next day more fucking difficult. Yeah. The next time those people come in, they're like, why don't we get free blah, blah, blah. I yeah. thought that's what you did here. Lance always does that. Yeah. Well, you need to come in when Lance is working. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking Lance. Do I look like Lance? Is my name Lance? No. Okay, great. You paying. I'd claim that Lance is not a real person, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, then there was a table. This one table had had three of my notes all in one. It was three guys who were Instagram stars. Mm. And their server comes up to take their order, and they're like, well, we want steaks. And she's like, well, there's no steaks on the menu. And this whole time that she's trying to explain to them that there's no steaks on the menu, they're trying to record her, and they're trying to you know take pictures with her. And it's like... First off, don't ever record or take pictures of staff without their fucking knowledge and consent. It's the same thing as fucking touching. Don't fucking do it. Right. It's not okay. Two, order off the fucking menu. I don't give a fuck if you're an Instagram star. Don't care. Menu is not a suggestion. A menu is what you serve. Yeah. This is what we serve here. Yeah. So in this restaurant... Oh, I see you have have pasta and you have butter and there's Parmesan cheese on that salad. So you could make me a chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo's not on the menu, sir. Yeah, but you could make it. Yeah. I mean, technically we could, but we're not going to because it's not on the fucking menu. It's not prepped, and it slows everything down and shuts yeah. down things and causes problems, puts everyone behind. Yeah. But then the manager, the front of house manager, gets called over, and she's suddenly like, oh, my gosh, because I guess she's obsessed with social media in this whole in this whole movie. So she's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you some steaks. So the chef literally had to go cut some steaks for him and make them steaks. And she's, like, buying him rounds of drinks. And why? Why? She was annoying. Yeah. She was really fucking annoying. The It's a chef-run restaurant, and you could really see the, the other realistic thing. They needed this night to go well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was like everything was his responsibility. Just yeah. anything that went wrong, he had to deal with. Yeah. But he's also the chef and supposed to be that they're cooking and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're constantly dragging him out of the kitchen. Yeah. And yeah. then towards the end when he drags himself out of the kitchen to go into the office and do coke. Yeah. It was not a very good ending to the... No, I didn't no. Do it did at not all. It did not end very, very well for Everyone him. seemed miserable that weren't there. Yeah. Uh, which probably is fairly true. Yeah. Uh, there were, they showed the... Back of the house versus the front of the house battles, mm-hmm. which is very common in restaurants. I don't know why restaurants do seem to not even try it at all to work against that yeah. problem. The, the back of the house doesn't like the front of the house, and the front of the house doesn't like the back of the house. Uh, back of the house are the cooks and prep people and all of that stuff. Yeah. In front of the house are your service and bartenders. Uh, and uh, it's in lots of restaurants, it's very common that there's they're constantly sort of at a semi-war. Mm-hmm. The cooks think the servers mess everything up, and the servers think the cooks mess everything up. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know, to be honest with you, so going back to work the last couple days, like, my brain still hasn't been, like, 100% coming back from my medical thing. And I fucked up several times (laughs) Thursday night. I had to fuck up. And I looked at the the chef, and I was like, yeah, just a classic summer fucked up this week. Like, I I don't don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. My brain is literally not fucking working this week, you know. But I think it it does become that thing where back of house is always like, well, it's your fucking fault. And front of house is like, no, it's your fucking fault. And it's like, you know what? If everybody just, like, owned up to their own fucking faults. Like, I always try to be like, dude, I'm so sorry. I fucked up. If I messed up on my order, I would absolutely, I absolutely would go to... Uh, the kitchen manager, whoever the head chef was, whoever yeah. was working, and say, I did this wrong. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we do it right, though? Yeah. But there was, like, a moment where a, a, a lamb meal got sent back in this movie, and the server's bringing it back to the sous chef. She was like, hey, you know, he wants it. And it's the same fucking asshole wine guy. He wants it cooked more because he didn't like that it was, that it was mm-hmm. pink. Then the sous chef is arguing with the server. What did you explain to him? It's supposed to be pink. First first off, chefs, don't do that to your server. Because, mm-hmm. yes, the server has done that. It doesn't fucking matter. The guest wants it how the guest wants it. If the guest wants, wants, it, wants, it, wants it cooked more, just fucking do it. 
And I don't mean that in the you're our bitch sort of a way, but it is what it is. The customer wants to cook more. You can lecture me all fucking night. It doesn't matter. The guests will want to cook more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because it's supposed to be that way doesn't mean that the guest doesn't prefer it a different way. Yeah. Like, I know that, you know, lamb's supposed to be pink. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the guest is going to be okay with me explaining that to him. No. Just because you know it's supposed to be pink and the sous chef knows it's supposed to be pink. And everybody else in the kitchen knows that. And maybe everybody else in the restaurant. This one guy does not want it pink. Yeah. So, But I did think that that was definitely realistic. Yeah, that happens so many times. Yeah. Another realistic thing was the chef being a surprise drunk and cokehead. Yeah. Uh, when he went back to the office and did coke, and then uh, he uh, fills up his water bottle with the vodka. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> he's constantly, during the movie, drinking out of his uh, refillable water bottle. Yeah. But it's full of booze. Yeah. So, like, I would say it was maybe 15 minutes into that movie, watching him, like, squirt that in his mouth, and I was like, that's alcohol. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes in, and I was like, that's alcohol. He was always kind of sweaty, so it w- yeah. shouldn't have been a surprise that he was drinking and doing drugs yeah i mean he was stressed the fuck out like that man had life stress and work stress and yeah so don't get me wrong like it happens but i liked there was the that uh that new skinny kid in the back uh like in the prep area Mm -hmm. and the other woman had been there a long time and she kind of mother hinned him and that's definitely a thing that happens in restaurants Mm -hmm. they'll have a, a woman that's worked there for quite a while and yeah. she'll be mothering all the, the new people so that they feel more comfortable. Yeah. That's always so nice when you have one of those. Yeah, that's him. I've got one at, at the new bar, which you actually worked with at one of your bars. She's a mother. She's head. so sweet. She is. I love her. Yeah. T, I love you if you're listening. Love you, T. Okay, guys, so we're going to retouch on a couple of, uh, couple of movies because I want to hear Pat's take on uh, The Chef. Which you uh, just watched that for this. Yep. Had you heard of it before? or Yeah. Okay. Uh, when it came out, it got a lot of attention at film festivals. Uh, uh, reviewed really well. It's, and uh, everybody said it was great. I just never gotten around to watching it. I I told you before I wanted to watch it. Yeah. So when this came up to do this, I was like, oh, let's do Chef because then I have to watch it. Right, yeah. John Favreau uh, is a chef. He'd had some success in... Uh, in a restaurant, and uh, now he's up uh, working at a new place uh, with Bobby Cannavale and John Leguizamo. And then he gets into it with a food critic and quits. It, uh, and his owner's a jerk, too. Yeah. The owner wanted him to do the old menu and not do anything new. The critic, uh, rightfully so, was skating in his write-up and said he's just doing the same old, boring stuff. Yeah. Uh, and not even doing it well. Yeah. Uh, but in John Favreau's defense, the chef was told what to do by the owner. The money guy, yeah. the money guy, at the end of the day, rules. Yeah. So he he uh, got sick of it and walked out and started a food truck with John Leguizamo and his son. And it's a really charming thing. Mm-hmm. He and his wife, Sofia Vergara. When you're the writer and director, your wife can be Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're divorced, so uh, you're kind of half sleeping with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. do that because you yeah. wrote it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, his super rich ex-wife, because she married again uh, to someone with tons of money, and uh, they have a son, and he takes the son on his little food truck adventure, yeah. and uh, it's just lovely and charming and mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So I have to specifically ask you about one part of that baby that I just cannot stop thinking about. When he made that grilled cheese for his oh. son, how mm. much did your mouth water? That was the most delicious looking grilled cheese I've ever seen. Even when you watch cooking videos yeah. where you've got a good chef making a grilled cheese in a video showing yeah. how to make the the best grilled cheese or whatever. That was perfect. The way he yeah. was spinning it around and doing uh-huh. all that. I saw a video online of the making of that scene and there was an actual chef there yeah. that was basically choreographing it and telling him what to do and how to do it and everything. Yeah. So oh it was awesome. Was super <sighs> interesting. I still want that fucking grilled cheese. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the movies, uh, we're going to talk about the bear. The bear is a different animal, but the chef is kind of similar to Karn. Yeah. Uh, you could kind of see that. Chef is a comeback story. Yeah. And the bear's not. It's about figuring things out. Yeah. Changing yeah. lives and changing environments. And yeah. the pasta he made was, oh, it just looks so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think, uh, if you, seriously... If after the second time we're doing the four keys, you've not seen the chef, 
Stop the fucking podcast. Go watch it now. Make yourself a grilled cheese and then come back to listen to this. Because that movie made me hungry, but also filled me up at the same fucking time. Like, it was it was good. He makes that grilled cheese for his son for dinner. Yeah. And then the next morning, he makes him an incredible looking breakfast, too. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would love weekends at Dad's house. Right? Like, fuck. Ooh. I need to marry a chef, I think. When you work in a restaurant that has glass doors... Uh, you or a host or someone has to clean those doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have a, if you're a restaurant that uh, attracts families with children, you know that children push their grimy, grubby little hands against those glass doors to mm-hmm. open them, and then there's little handprints and fingerprints mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. So when uh, Dustin Hoffman tells Tony to to be a pro, uh, he's standing in front of a glass door, and then he pushes his hand. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman as as like the money guy in the restaurant. Pushes his hand on the door to push on the glass to push it open and walks through the doorway. And uh, if you actually worked in a restaurant, and especially if you own that restaurant, you would keep your hands off the damn glass. But it depends because he was an asshole owner. So I could see him just being like, man, push the door open thinking my fingerprints are somebody else's fucking problem. Like a decent owner would never have fucking done that. You know what I'm saying? It was just ironic that he told him to be a pro and then put his hand right on the glass. Right, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. not a pro 100%. move. Yeah. You're just like, Meh! your server's going to have to fucking clean that, dick. Yeah. But food truck does well. Everything's fun. Everything. It's yeah. a happy ending. It's all yeah. great. Everybody gets along well. Yeah. It was a good movie. It's lovely. You it's should watch it. Watch it. Watch heartwarming. it. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. Yeah. Stop and watch it now. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty excited about this one to see, you know, I know that Pat and I have personally discussed this movie before, but we're now discussing it with the world and we're bringing it back to retouch on The Menu. The Menu is an amazing film yeah. with a really great cast. Uh, yeah. Jen Ling was on Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, it's so good and it's not going where you think it is. Yeah. For so much of the movie. Yeah. And uh, there's the, the one moment where, where you immediately see where it's not what you thought it was. It's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. And the movie just takes a turn there and it's kind of, yeah. then it goes into kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And uh, once you figure it out and they tell you what it what's actually going on. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy is so good in it. Yeah, she is. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Voldemort. Mm. Voldemort. I didn't know Voldemort couldn't cook. Voldemort's a head... You knew Voldemort would have to be a head chef. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because Voldemort didn't have a nose at the end of it. Um, so how did he really... Like, you gotta have a, a nose to to be a chef. If you can't smell, you lose a lot of sense of taste. Yeah. So I mean, like, maybe his house elves were cooking some stuff for Tasting him. But, it for him. But uh, I guess it, he pulled it off. I, I don't condone murder, but I definitely, <laughs> after watching that movie, was like, you know what? There's, like, I think a handful of fucking asshole, and I'm talking the worst of 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 the worst. Like, something that grows under, like, six piles of my dog's shit customers. Oh, yeah. That I would want, would want to put in a, in a room that just fucking die at the end of the night. The whatever the Wall Street guys, the finance guys, yeah. they suck. Judith Light and her husband, they're just so entitled. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like our it's like the restaurant industry's re- revenge, you know, mm-hmm. poetry to asshole fucking customers. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give anything away. I strongly recommend, highly, highly recommend seeing the movie to everybody. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to know what's well, happening. Well, technically, I, we gave it away on the first time when we discussed it. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you didn't listen to the other episode, watch uh, watch the movie. Watch the menu yeah. before. It's very good. <laughs> it's very, very, very good. It's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, my friends. So we are going to move into uh, TV shows. Uh, so we are going to discuss The Bear. Uh, obviously, we discussed season one. Me and Heather did. Season two has come out since then. So we're going to focus on season two, but we're going to touch in on season one as well. Since it's, you know, Patrick is here uh, talking with me. The bear is fucking awesome. The bear is amazing. It's so good. It's so well done. It's so well acted. It's so well written. It's so well cast. Yeah. Uh, season two is 
it's just like 10 times better than season one and i like yeah. season one see and I, I i enjoyed both of them but i have heard from several people they prefer season one over season two because they didn't like the backstories i like backstories other shows yeah. that i've watched have yeah. gotten called yeah. out for backstories uh when we used to watch the walking dead people get all mad that there was a backstory yeah uh, episode with flashbacks or something or the yeah. whole episode was backstory yeah don't you love those characters don't you want to know more about them yeah so i want to see where they came from what happened yeah uh but if you don't like backstory then the best episode of the season season uh, episode six yeah is all backstory and it's amazing it's mind-blowing it's so yeah. so so good full of so many guest stars oh yeah jamie lee curtis just absolutely <sighs> she kills fucking it. killed it mm. She was amazing in that. Like, that episode gave me fucking anxiety. Almost like the episode in season one with the fucking tickets nonstop. Like, mm-hmm. that gave me PTSD. But the family episode in season two of The Bear gave me so much anxiety. Because I'm just like, Jesus. Like, it's kind of relentless. How, like, how much fucking crazy can be in one fucking episode? Oh, wait, there's more! And every couple of minutes, someone new shows up when and they're just filming in a in a room it's a it's a it's a holiday dinner thanksgiving dinner i think and thanksgiving uh, or christmas yeah yeah one it's of a, one of the holiday dinners and it's at jamie lee curtis's house and uh all the kids come with their spouses or dates or whatever and then the the family's there and they're kind of crazy and yeah. jamie lee curtis is an alcoholic and drinking glass after glass of wine and barely holding it together yeah. Uh, but then the camera's whipping around between characters as they're talking, and, I, and I'm like, is that John Mulaney? Is, yeah. uh, is that Sarah Paulson? Jillian Jacobs? I mean, it's just person after person. Uh, Bob Odenkirk? Mm-hmm. They're just all in this episode. Yeah. So. It was just, it was, it was fucking crazy. It was Insane. so Insane. Insane. They closed the beef. The beef. Yeah. So the Where beef they is made closed. The sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. At the, at the end of season the one. great looking sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely want that fucking sandwich. Yeah, um, and it then, looks really delicious. Yeah, we're just sure. gonna drive up to Chicago. I bet we can find <laughs> something like that up there. Uh, Do you serve the beef? Do you have the beef? We yeah. would like the beef, please. Yeah. And so season two is all working through how to open the bear, which the bear is the restaurant Carmi wants to open for forever. You know, they had talked about it with his brother before his brother died, and you know this. So. It has these episodes where you have to show that character growth of going from a sandwich shop, a crazy sandwich shop, to a elevated, more fine dining restaurant. Right. Well, uh, the main character came from a New York City restaurant that had mm-hmm. uh, a couple of Michelin, two or three Michelin stars. Yeah. Uh, so a very highly regarded restaurant, and yeah. he was a chef there. So he knew his stuff, basically. Yeah. And uh, when he came back to uh, kind of save the family sandwich shop, then th- then that ended up closing and he's going to open his restaurant. So you can see why he's doing this. He's not overstepping. This is what he does. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and he's sending, I don't remember the dessert chef's name, but he sent him to Amsterdam to train with, um, <laughs> to train with Adam from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Who is is a dessert chef in in this episode? Um, looking sexy as hell, by the way. But I just had to add that in. Uh, <laughs> you know, learning how to make these delicious desserts, and you know, the precision of everything, and the time that it takes, and you can't rush stuff in this setting. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go to any any restaurant on the block. Whatever, they're going to nuke your fucking brownie and scoop some ice cream on it and get some, you know, whipped cream or whatever. But, like, the desserts that he's pumping out, those yeah. things looked amazing. And This just, isn't your TG Chili Bees yeah. crap. Like, watching him learn how to, like, thinly cut something to go on a dessert. And he's like, nope, throw it away. Nope, throw it away. Nope, throw it away. And then finally, it's like, it, like, clicks for him. Like, okay, yeah, you know what? I need to... I need to actually do this. Like, I understand the concept of putting that work in. Oh, yeah. And just making amazing desserts was... I enjoyed that episode. Part of I their... Like desserts. Uh, part of their plan for this new restaurant, everybody kept saying, and we, we probably... You know, I want to get a, a Michelin star for sure. I think yeah. that would be great. And that's yeah. nice. I think we can do that. Yeah. So they're wanting to really do it right. So you have to do it right. So him sending... He sent that guy there, and then he sent the other two... 
uh, over for some training yeah. at another place and they were learning different things. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to get that mentality going and they've got to yeah. be exposed to that yeah. environment and the people that do it right so that they can learn yeah. that and how important it is and why. Yeah. So I will say my favorite episode of season two was when Richie was sent off to another local restaurant that was owned by the chef that Carmi learned from. And his... Because I, I thought Richie was fucking dumpster fire in season one. Like, I did not find a single redeemable quality from this man in season one. Like, he was he was the one that I hated the most. <laughs> he was pretty awful. And he was starting on the same fucking... Because he was so hard-headed. And he was like, no, no, I'm right, I'm right. And it's like, and he was no. trying to half-ass and change everything. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we can, we can do... And it's like, no, you got to do it right, bro. And just watching him, so he gets sent to this restaurant, and they're like, no, like, you're doing it wrong. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And then watching him watch the other workers there and seeing their passion for the restaurant, you know, like, he's standing there next to the to the lady that's expoing everything, and he, and she, you know, he asks a question, and she goes, I need two minutes. Like, it's not that she doesn't want to answer. I need two minutes. And she sets a timer and she's like, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, his, I mean, his head is spinning watching her. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's in awe of how much effort she's putting into her fucking job. Yeah. To make sure that things and, go right. And you can well. start to see it click there. And then when he's pulled outside by the lead server or lead host or manager, I, I, I didn't really catch what that guy's role was. And he's like, you know... Richie's like, well, I just don't fucking get it. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And the guy, like, gives him the spiel of, I fucking care. Like, I I care. It's not just a fucking restaurant. I fucking care about my job. So if you don't want to care about your job, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. When you work at a place that's like that, and if you ever work at a place like that, you're super lucky. And sometimes the place that you work at is only like that for... Uh, for a time and then yeah. lesser people start coming in and the yeah. quality and expectations go down and yeah. then you just work at a typical restaurant. After yeah. That. Yeah. But watching Richie's mind change from how he was to what he became after mm-hmm. that episode. And then he was really good. Yeah. Like he was great. He started wearing a suit. Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, it's like my him. armor. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Like, yeah. do that. I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes because he, that was definitely a character arc for him. And yeah. I just, I was down for it. That, I, I think I've rewatched that episode like five times. Episode seven, Olivia, Oscar winner Olivia Colvin just shows up for an episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey guys, I'm here. I'm just going to film a little thing yeah, here just at, film, on the bear. Yeah, just film. John Barenthal shows up in episode six. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, hey, I'm just, I'm just going to film. Yeah. Just this. Yeah, just here. Yeah, I mean, that was just... They just got a really, really, really good cast. Yeah. I mean, I just think that show just... I don't know. It gives me... It gives me chills. Mm, It's just so strong. Yeah. Uh, And all the acting is so good. The final episode when the opening night of the restaurant that they had to pull it off. And of course, you know, there's there's complications and things that that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they struggle and then they figure out how to pull it together and they just barely get through it is so great. Jamie Lee Curtis... Comes back and the end just breaks your heart at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, I cried. Yeah. Flashback with Joel McHale, another star. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, but it's the it's the end of the season, and uh, I think the last episode and episode six are the best episodes of the season for me. Yeah. And by the end of the season, some people some people took a win, some people took a loss. Mm-hmm. It's not just all happy, happy, joy, joy vibes. It's yeah. people are still struggling. It's always a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that show so much. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, if you've not watched season two, sorry for any spoilers, but you need to fucking watch this it now. Also, so the fuck have you been sleeping on? Because it's been out for a minute. <laughs> that This is on you. It's so strong. It's on you. But the opening night panic is so realistic. Uh, all the steps that they go through to open a restaurant, open a new place, is very realistic. That Trying out all kinds of new foods and dishes mm-hmm. and trying out new recipes. He and Sydney, yeah. uh, the, the sous chef, trying and trying and trying to, to make things right. Yeah. And then when they finally nail something, that's so, that's such a good feeling. And you can see why they feel great about it. Yeah. Uh, in episode two, when Carmi blows uh, Sydney off 
they're supposed to because they're supposed to go out and kind of regroup. And uh, he blows Sydney off to uh, hang out with a girl. And Sydney says, screw it, I'll go by myself. And she does like a food yeah. tour yeah. of the city to different things. And yeah. that girl eats. Yeah. And it was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So this may not be a uh, popular opinion, but I'm going to fucking say it anyways. Because you I know, know what? what? Like me or don't fucking like me. I don't give a fuck. I do not like Sydney. I know. I do. I do not like her. Uh, I thought she was a cocky little 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 bitch in the first season. She caused that PPTSD episode to happen and then just fucking walked out. Like, that wasn't her fucking mistake. And she's still, like, I get it. Carmi had his focus split and he shouldn't have. But I still think she was overly fucking, like, ah, this is all your fault. And it's like, okay, at some <laughs> point, honey, like, you're a grown-ass woman. At some point, you have to be like, you know what? I fucked up, too. Yeah. And I don't think she has, like, I need to see a character arc from her next season to know that she can accept, like, blame and fault. Like, if she, if I, if I hear her say, I'm sorry one fucking time, I might faint. (laughs) Like, I just need to hear her say one fucking time. Like, one time. Yeah. Because Carmi does fuck up, don't get me wrong. But he has apologized. And I've never once heard her apologize and I do not like her. I'm trying. I'm hard. I'm, I'm trying to. I, I think I'm getting just like old and bitter in my <laughs> older ages. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, my big revelation on this show, uh, as far as actors are concerned, is Abby Elliott, who plays Carmi's sister. Yeah. Um, she is just phenomenal on the show. Oh, yeah. And I've never thought much of her before in anything else. Yeah. She was on Saturday Night Live. She's been in some other things. She, she'll she do guest star spots on things. Yeah. And I just always think she's just kind of uh, hammy and whatever. Yeah. Like her dad, Chris Elliott. He's yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he was her dad. Yeah, oh, that's her dad. Thank you. Did you know that she was originally cast in Schitt's Creek as the no. sister? No. Yeah. And until I watched The Bear, I thought, oh, thank God they didn't have Abby Elliott do that. She couldn't have pulled that off at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the girl who played her uh, is so good yeah uh but uh now i'm like huh wonder if there's any footage of that i would like to see what she did with that character right yeah she is so good on this yeah no i agree i agree yeah i mean i'm hoping maybe next season i'll like sydney but i just i don't know i liked her this season when she's going on that little walkabout thing to the different restaurants and she well i enjoyed that it's kind of yeah i love that scene i thought that was a great uh, great sequence for her but she's out Walking a, a down like a, a street slash alley slash whatever, and uh, there's uh, kitchen guys standing out back smoking cigarettes, and she stops and talks to him and asks, "So, do you guys really like working here?" Blah blah blah. She's trying to poach mm-hmm. uh, employees, and the manager comes out and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here with that!" You know, yeah, we're not doing that. Right? Yeah. But that's real. That yeah. happens. No, I think I could. I think my biggest issue with Sydney is she has had no humility. She. Are, she cannot accept blame for anything. I mean, that's She's what young. that's what I'm taking Maybe she'll from grow it. A, yeah. grow out of it. And I'm hoping so. Young people, I hate to yeah. be all get off of my lawn, but uh, yeah. young people have to learn that skill. That's not just uh, yeah. something you yeah. are born with. Well, and I think you know. Now don't get me wrong. You know, young bartenders nowadays. I think they call them mixologists. They call themselves mixologists. You know, mm-hmm. they're fucking cocky son of a bitches too. But I think, young, like, a lot of chefs are cocky, and then you put a young chef, they're 100% cocky. Like, at this new place, there's a new chef, and there was one day I picked up a ticket, and the sides were wrong on both of the, the items, so I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was really concerned about how he was going to fucking react, but I looked at him, and I was like, hey, chef, uh, the sides are wrong on, on both those plates. And he just kind of looked at me, and then I ran something else, and I came back, and then I ran after he'd fixed it, and I ran it. And then later that night, he was like, hey, thanks for looking out for me. And I said, you know what, no problem. Like, it's cool. I was just, I was waiting for him to fucking, like, yell at me. Oh. Oh, I didn't fucking mess. Well, read the fucking ticket, because you did mess up, but I'm trying to be respectable, chef. I need you to fix, you know what I'm saying? We've both worked with chefs that... Would rather you run the food out wrong so then they can blame front of the house for messing it up. Yeah, yeah. And they won't, if you point out that something's wrong or something doesn't yeah. look good or whatever, they get all yeah. salty about it. And Yeah. 
But he's Shouldn't also like he's that. also not a young chef, so you know, not to call him old, but he's not a young chef. So it was he was more receptive to that. But so I'm just hoping that yeah, Sydney, you get a 25 year old chef, and yeah, mostly you're gonna have problems because they're not grown up enough to do that job yet. Yeah, they might have an exquisite palate and might have lots yeah. of skills, but yeah. they can't take uh, making mistakes and admitting it and yeah. dealing with it properly, yeah. communicating. It's like, you know, I hate making fucking mistakes. I, I don't enjoy making mistakes, but if you tell me I made a mistake, guess what? I'm not going to make it again, but I got to learn from it. So I am hoping that Sydney becomes one of those characters that can learn from her mistakes, you know? Because mm-hmm. everybody fucking makes them. Not everybody's perfect. Right. I mean, I'm like 95% perfect, but 5% of me makes fucking mistakes. So, yeah, that's yeah. probably accurate. Yeah, I think so. I mean, math is hard, but I feel like those numbers are... girl. Yeah, that's true. So is driving. Because <laughs> you're a girl. Because I'm a girl. But right. you know what? I can cook like a motherfucker. Baking? Yep. Yeah. Cleaning. Good I'm good that. at cleaning. Yeah. It's true. So you got the woman's skills. That's uh-huh. nice. I'm pretty good at the woman's skills. Right. Yeah. And you know men that you can ask to do the important things. Yeah. Like go with you to buy a car. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on the bear you want to discuss? Um, I liked in episode six when they didn't have Sprite and they were trying to make Sprite. I yep. thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I just called episode six a chaos masterpiece because it was, yep. it was, it kind of mimicked the last episode where they're opening the restaurant and it's all chaos and stress because mm-hmm. it was all chaos and stress that day too. So you could see that yep. that family is kind of used to that because yep. that's how it always is. It's yep. always a, a circus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, that's going to be it for us today in the Forkies. Pat, thank you so much for coming on and I'm discussing. Happy to be here. TV shows and movies, you know, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. good research. Right. You just, like, watch TV. This is the stuff we talk about anyway, so. Yeah, true. It's true. Great. Yeah, at least we're, you know, the world gets to hear us this time. Right. It's important that my opinion is out there, I think. Uh-huh. No, it is. Yeah. That's why I started a podcast. For me. Because enough people weren't listening to me, so I needed, <laughs> I needed more people to listen to me. So, yeah. Yeah, well. More people hear me. <laughs> right. Yeah, guys, so Pat's going to join us for a couple more episodes this season. Uh, Yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, story, episode, ideas, or even if you want to, like, be a guest star, because it is now, you know, How Not to Be a Dick with Summer, plus guest star. Uh, Email me at hownottobeadickpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, share us with everybody. I'm still at like 29 states, so I got to take over United States this year. We got to get all of the states to listen. All the states this year. We're going to go for world domination next year. We're getting, uh, you've gotten other countries, and I find that fascinating yeah. that when you see that someone in yeah. Iceland or whatever is listening to your podcast, yeah. that's just amazing to me. Yeah, we got uh, we got the Netherlands this week. Nice. Yeah, although I will say um, some of our Indiana friends overseas this last week, so that might be might have been them. They might have listened over there. I'm still gonna count it. Sorry, I'll take it. I'm still counting it. It's uh, a win. Yeah, you know, it's a win. <laughs> so when you're going for world domination, like pinky in the brain, you just you take what you you can take get. what you can get. Yeah. So. Okay, guys, well, we will be back, or, well, I will be back next week. You guys have a great weekend. Make all that money. Me. Your cut. Kitchen is closed. Don't forget to roll your silverware. Last call.